1: On this program, we are featuring Groucho Marx, Chico Marx, Martha Ray, Leo DeRocher, Donna Reed, Lumman Abner, Kay Kaiser, Ish Kabibel, and Danny Kay. One of the world's funniest comedians was Groucho Marx. For many years, he was one fourth of a brother act, the famous Marx Brothers. Here he is in an excerpt from one of their hits in the 30s. Here, Groucho does his thing with Chico in the popular viaduct routine.
2: Now, here is a little peninsula, and uh, here is a viaduct leading over to the mainland. Why a dog? I'm all right. How are you? I say, here is a little peninsula, and here is a viaduct leading over to the mainland. All right. Why a dog? I'm not playing ask me another. I say that's a viaduct. All right. Why a dog? That's why, that, why a dog? Why a no chicken? Well, uh, I don't know why you no chicken. I'm a stranger here myself. All I know is that it's a viaduct. You try to cross over there in a chicken, and you'll find out viaduct. And of course, some place, I it's, just... it's deep water. That's viaduct. It's deep water. That's viaduct. Look, look, Rumb. So, suppose you were out horseback riding and you came to that stream and you wanted to ford over, you couldn't make it. it. It's too deep. Well, why do you want to with a ford if you got a horse? Well, I'm sorry the matter ever came up. All I know is that it's a viaduct. Well, look, all right. I catch on the wire horse, so why a chicken? Why this? Why that? I don't catch on the wire dog. Now, I was only fooling. I was, I was only fooling. They're going to build a tunnel there in the morning. Now, is that clear, to you? Yes, everything except the wire dog. Well, that's fine. Then we can go ahead with this thing. Now, look. I'm going to take you down and show you our cemetery. I've got a waiting list of 50 people at that cemetery just dying to get in, but I like you. Hey, you're my friend. I like well, you, I like you. and I'm going to shove you in ahead of all of them. I know you like. I'm them. going to see that you get a steady position. That's good. All and if right. I can arrange it, it'll be horizontal. And now, you know how to get down there? No, I think. same. Now, look for a minute. You go down there, down that narrow path there, until you come to the that little jungle, there. You see it? That's and then there's a little clearing there, a little clearing with a wire fence around it. With that, You see that wire fence there? All right, the wire fence.
1: Oh, no. We're not going to go all through that again. During the Second World War, Groucho appeared on many Armed Forces radio service programs. Here with Martha Ray is their interpretation of radio station MARX. Hello?
0: Station MARX? Oh, you want to buy some time in the air? Fine, I can squeeze you in between Lana Turner and Betty Grable, Uh (laughs) or between Dorothy Lamour and Jane
2: Russell. It doesn't appeal to you? Where are you calling from? Forest Lawn?
3: (laughs) Oh, uh, Mr. Marks.
0: (laughs) Little air conditioning. Uh, Mr. Marks Ah, my loyal secretary, Miss Ray How are you, uh, my loyal secretary, Miss Ray?
2: Mr. Marks, how many listeners do you think we have?
0: Just a minute, I'll take a poll Hello, are you listening to your telephone? Martha, how many listeners do we have?
2: Counting you and me? Yes Two
0: (laughs) The only trouble with our listeners is that they don't have radios Hello? Oh, hello, J.B. Yes, we can have a meeting of minds But send mine back before six I want to have it shampooed (laughs) Ah, those crazy clients
2: Groucho, Groucho, stop wasting time You're on the air now
0: I am? Oh, good, let's listen
2: (laughs) No, 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 I mean it's time to start the day's program
0: Oh, here we go Twelve o'clock, time for the news a lot of news (laughs) Station MARX brings you the news N-U-S, news
2: Gee, this sounds exciting. What's new on the ticker?
0: Oh, the doctor said not to worry. It's just gas. (laughs) Listen, ladies and gentlemen, here's a hot flash coming in over the wire. Gosh, this is horrible. Good gracious. Heavens to Betsy. You're alive.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I lost my head. (laughs) Just don't lose your tongue, (laughs) Edgar. Groucho, what does it say? Huh? Hey, hmm, huh, hmm, hey,
0: (laughs) How do I know? Who can understand these dots and dashes?
1: <laughs> when Leo DeRocher was manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, he also appeared on one of the Armed Forces radio service shows with Donna Reed and Wendell Niles in this bit.
3: Coming up now is the foremost exponent of our national pastime baseball. He's really a diamond in the rough, sometimes a little rough on the diamond, the manager of Dem Bums, Leo DeRocher. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen Uh, hiya, Leo Say, we sort of expected to see you a couple of months ago What kept you? Well, I was detained because of that broken leg
3: Broken leg? Is it all right
1: now?
0: Well, yes, Donna Today that umpire's as good as new (laughs) (laughs) Then you didn't hurt him too badly Mercy, no In fact, he plans to return to baseball When they take the cast off his head
3: (laughs) My goodness, you really get rough with those umpires
0: Rough? Why, I hit the top of his head so hard He thought he was in prison He was looking out through his ribs Why, I twisted him like a pretzel. Why, I... Wait a minute. What's wrong, Leo? These lines. This stuff you gave me. This script. What's the matter? Well, they promised me I wouldn't be written up as a tough guy. All these jokes tend to make me sound like a boisterous rowdy. Whereas if the truth were known, I'm a gentle, peace-loving soul. One who has never been known to raise his voice in anger or harm one hair on a fellow man. It's not our fault, Leo. It's the writers. The writers? Yeah. Well, may I speak to one of the gentlemen, please? Well, I guess so. Oh, uh, Mr. Burroughs. Mr. Burroughs. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burroughs, uh, Mr. DeRocher has something to say about the script. Oh, what is it? <laughs> well, don't just lie there, Mr. Burroughs. Defend yourself. <laughs>
3: step over Mr. Burroughs and let's talk about baseball It's, um, it's kind of like football, isn't it?
0: Huh? Baseball is nothing like football
3: That's funny I heard that the New York Giants could hardly wait for you to kick off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Them Giants said that? Why, I'll smash them morons to a pulp I'll slaughter them I'll, Well, uh... wait a minute When? They got me doing it again you don't like the joke, huh? Nope. Well, one other writer. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Gelbart. Mr. Gelbart.
2: Yes? Uh,
0: <laughs> shall we proceed? Yeah, sure. Say, Leo, I, I've been wondering if I could get a job with your team. I've always been pretty good at baseball. Well, why pick on my team? Well, my father wants me to join the Dodgers. He says if I'm going to be a bum, I might as well get paid for it. <laughs> Well, that's reasonable. What can you do? Pitch? Can I pitch? Why, Leo, I used to get on that diamond, start warming up, and fan 15 batters in a row. I threw fastballs, slowballs, curves.
3: Yes, oh. just ask anybody who knows Wendell, and they'll say that Niles can really throw
0: it. Yes. <laughs> Please. Oh, thank you. Why, my slowball was terrific. It was so slow... Yeah. When it got to the batter, I had to walk up behind it and push it over the plate. Oh, I was miraculous.
3: Wendell, did you ever work as a catcher?
0: As a catcher, of course. On the boardwalk at Coney Island. Oh. Coney Island? <laughs> yeah. They used to throw balls at my head.
3: Gosh, Gosh Wendell, didn't that hurt your head?
0: Oh, not much. What bothered me was those guys on the other side throwing darts. <laughs> But really, Leo, that, that job got me a sort of an offer from one of your scouts. What? This job of standing there all day and letting guys bounce baseballs off of your head? Sure. He said anyone of the skull that thick belongs to the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> Listen, wise guy. I don't take cracks like that from nobody. I'm going to slug you. I'll hit you so hard that... Wait a minute. Huh? The words again. The words they're putting in me mouth. Uh-huh. You want, uh... Yeah? Uh, Uh, Mr. Dorfman Oh, Mr. Dorfman Yeah? Mr. Dorfman I fear I am unhappily disposed Toward your script So? So what, mush face? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? I'm busy The script ain't finished yet State your business faster I'll run your face through Me typewriter Gee whizzikers, look, friend And on the side, I was just getting ready to eat a banana Oh, well, pal You ask me to change one comma and I'll shove my banana down your throat Then I'll reach down and peel it <laughs> <laughs> But gosh, all if heck If we wrote you tough, you'll be tough You read the literature like you're tough, see? Yes, sir Now go on and act like a tough mug, see? Read the lines, bub All right but before I do, there's one thing I gotta get off my chest, see? What's that? I think you're just perfectly horrid.
1: <laughs> a favorite of mine and a favorite of millions around the world for more than a quarter of a century is Danny Kaye. Here he is with one of his routines.
4: Oh, uh, hello. I'd like to speak to your boss, please. Who's calling, please? This is Danny Kay. Who? Danny K.
3: Spell it, please.
4: All right, I'll spell it. D A N.
3: What's that first letter?
4: D as in darling.
3: As in what? I can't hear that word.
4: Darling. D A R L I.
3: What's the letter after A?
4: R. R as in uh, uh, return. As in what? Return. R E T. What's that? T. T as in tomorrow.
3: I don't get that word.
4: Tomorrow. T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W.
3: I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last letter.
4: W. W as in wife. As in what? As in wife. W-I-F-E.
3: W-I-F-what?
4: E. E as in eloped. E-L-O-P. T- T as in timber. No, no, P as in plumber.
3: Oh, plumber. Yes,
4: now you got it.
3: Just a moment, I'll read that right back.
4: Read what back?
3: Darling, return tomorrow. Wife eloped with the plumber. <laughs>
4: Pretty, no? did you know? <laughs> Dump, or a cataract, 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 or
1: One of the popular teams on radio was Lum and Abner. They went on the air in the 30s with their homespun humor. Two young fellas, Chester Locke and Norris Goff, played the parts of Lum and Abner, and they really sounded like two old men. In the series, they owned and managed the Jot 'em Down Store and Library in Pine Ridge, Arkansas. After close to two decades of doing a 15 minute, five day a week program, they moved to a once a week, half hour format with a studio audience. Here's an excerpt from one of their programs.
0: Well, that'll give you an idea of the kind of trouble Lum and Abner seem to have a special knack for getting themselves into. And this sort of thing goes on all the time. For example, there was the time that Lum took up piano tuning and restrung the church piano with bailing wire. Or the time he and Abner promoted an oil well in Pine Ridge and drilled right into a transcontinental pipeline. <laughs> or the time Lum appointed himself postmaster and a postal inspector was sent out to investigate him and... well, here... Let's peek in on that scene for just a second Lum and Abner are in the post office Completely unaware that Mr. Burton The postal inspector Is about to enter their door Listen There Abner, how do you like that sign?
5: Yeah, Let's see it fall uh, clearance sale All postage stamps Drastical reduced to half price
0: <laughs> I don't know why our old postmaster Never thought of this
5: Hey, Lom, who's that stranger coming up out there?
0: I don't know. Whoever he is, I bound you he ain't never seen a post office run like I'm running this one. (laughs)
1: Well,
0: come on in, mister. How do you do? My name is Burton, and I was sent here to investigate. Don't matter why you're here. Just consider yourself lucky, because you're just in time for the big stamp sale.
5: Stamp sale? Yeah, see the sign? Three centers, two cents. Two centers, one (laughs) cent. Great Scott, who's responsible for this?
0: Well, I don't like to brag on myself, but I'm your man. Hmm. Well, you may be right. Do you know anything at all about the postal regulations? Oh, them old moldy wore-out things. I'm making up a whole new set.
5: <laughs> oh, you are,
0: eh? Yeah, you might say I'm revoluting the whole postal system.
2: Yeah.
5: He's the most revolting postmaster this town's ever had. <laughs>
2: Oh, Abney,
0: you're just saying that.
5: No, sir. Everybody says that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they love me here in Pine Ridge. Mr. Edwards, have you informed Washington of any of these little changes that you're making? Well, not quite yet. I'm going to spring it all on them at once. Going to make monkeys out of them old fogies.
2: <laughs>
0: old fogies, eh? Yeah, would you like
5: to take a chance on the punch board? Punch board? Yeah, see, if you get the lucky number, you get a free money order. Why? Quite- <laughs> This is
0: incredible Oh, you ain't saw nothing yet See that jar of beans there? Guess how many beans there is in there, Mr. Burton
5: Try 3,479 Blabbermouth (laughs) Say, what
0: is this? Some kind of a game? Yeah, see, whoever guesses closest to the number of beans in there Gets a postal savings account with double the regular interest for two years (laughs) Double the interest? Well, you can't possibly mean that Oh, you don't know me, Mr. Burton and when the government finds out what I'm doing here, they'll have me working for them the rest of my life. <laughs> Mr. Edwards, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: very high-rated program during the golden age of radio was Kay Kaiser's College of Musical Knowledge. Here he is with Ish Kabibble during the early 40s.
0: And keeping school tonight is your top favorite, that academic gentleman who may sometimes forget the faculty, but always has an eye open for a cute student body, the old professor,
2: Kay Kaiser! Yes!
0: <laughs> Thanks, Ken. And evening, students. How are y'all? Well, that's good. This is Kay. This is Kay. You listeners set back and unbutton your ears. We've got jokes you ain't heard for years, This saying we present a gentleman known far and wide for his lectures on sociology and the humanities, that piscatorial pundit, Ish kabiba Wait a minute. What in the world? Why are you blowing that fish horn? I'm calling all fish to their radios. (laughs) Calling all fish to their radios? Yeah, I'm putting on a radio program for them. We got to keep the fish happy so they'll stay in the ocean because if we don't, how would you like it? (laughs) Wait a minute, let's see. You got to keep the fish happy so they'll stay in the ocean because if we don't, how would you like it? Yeah. How would you like what? Well, how'd you like to be sitting in a theater next to a big, wet fish? <laughs> I think some of them are. <laughs> well, is uh, you're ridiculous. What kind of a program would you put on for fish? Well, fish like to be in the swim, so I'll start out with a news program. Attention, Mr. and Mrs. Fish, splash. There's quite a housing problem here. Quite a housing problem. Mayor Byron Kuda says, stay away from the coast of California, the sardines are packed in like people. (laughs) Oh, that's some news. Quiet, quiet, we're on the water. (laughs) And here's news from Hollywood. In the brownfish bowl this afternoon, Joe and Crawfish give Gregory Peckerel the cold gill. (laughs) But they will co-star in a new picture. What's the name
4: of the picture?
0: Tuna and the King of Siam. Stop it. I'll be back in a splash with a splash. Oh, stop it, eh? Splash. Oh. (laughs) Early this morning, Mrs. Volga Sturgeon. Give birth to 10,000 little sturgeons. <laughs> Holy mackerel, Volga, you've done a whale of a job.
2: <laughs>
0: well, Ish, I'm glad you were finished with that fish program. Well, it ain't over. I have an important announcement to make to the ladyfish. Ladyfish? Ladyfish? Are you worried about your scales? <laughs> you are? Well, if your scales have lost that fresh fish bloom of youth Why not try hyssop? (laughs) Why not try hyssop? And hyssop, spelled backwards, is fish (laughs) Just listen here to what Mr. Pike said after his wife used it And that ain't all Thank you (laughs) And remember, girls, it only costs a fin (laughs) Sign off, will you sign off? Okay, okay, Professor Immediately following will be that favorite quiz program for fish So stay tuned in, Fish, and see if you can win a $64 worm (laughs) A $64 worm, what's the name of the program? Puck it or lose Oh, get out! <laughs>
1: Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. You know, at the end of each work day, it would be nice if we got applause for the way we're carrying out our jobs. Even some musical appreciation of our efforts wouldn't hurt either. But there's something more important, the quiet pride of knowing deep inside that we did a good day's work for our great country. Nothing, nothing at all beats that feeling. This is Frank Rizzi in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.